Hi, this is the greatest story ever played. I'm Dan, and today I'm going to be talking about Donut County. A description for this game is Donut County is a story-based physics puzzle game where you play as an ever-growing hole in the ground. Meet cute characters, steal their trash, and throw them in a hole. Where trash is treasure, raccoons have taken over Donut County with remote-controlled trash-stealing holes. You play as BK, a hole-driving raccoon who swallows up his friends in their homes to earn idiotic prizes. When BK falls into one of his own holes, he's confronted by his best friend Mira and the residents of Donut County, who are all stuck 999 feet underground. And they demand answers. The hole keeps growing. Explore every character's home with their own unique environment. Move the hole to swallow up their stuff, growing bigger each time catapult things back out of the hole you can use it to solve puzzles or just destroy stuff okay so moving on to a little bit of background on the game with some production info we've got first this was developed by ben esposito who previously worked as a designer on what remains of edith finch and the unfinished swan both of those are really great games and I would say are very, very creative. Maybe two of the most creative games I've played before. And um, it make like playing Donut County and reading, like hearing that afterwards, I was like, okay, yeah, makes sense. Because Donut County is also, I would say, very creative. So uh, I don't know. That fits with me with, uh, I don't know, the image I have of, of Ben Esposito now. <laughs> um, also, those games are both great, and I, uh, there are episodes in our backlog of uh, podcast episodes on them. I think I did Unfinished Swan in, um, I don't know, about six weeks ago, something like that. So that's fairly recent. And then What Remains of Edith Finch, I think I covered that um, maybe like December 2018, a year and a half ago, something like that. Uh, so yeah, go check them out though if you'd want to hear those for sure. So that's the first thing on the background. The second thing on the background is it was published by Annapurna Interactive, who for some games, I think they just bring them out and put them on all platforms. Like I think that was the case with Donut County. Other games, they bring them to new platforms uh, beyond just what they were originally released on. So some games that Annapurna, Annapurna Interactive has published are Kentucky Route Zero, which I think they were in charge of making the TV edition. So not, no longer just PC, but how it moved to PS4, Switch, and all that in January. Uh, also, Gone Home, I think they brought that to the Switch as well. Florence, they did What Remains of Edith Finch, I think getting that to the Switch. So they've done quite a bit, and um, I've covered several of those also. Covered Florence and Gone Home before. So, you know, they've... They've been involved with, uh, I think, indie games that I end up playing. So, kind of cool with that. So, from here, we'll move into the recap. I'm not going to go kind of puzzle by puzzle as to what happens. Um, instead, I think I'll highlight when puzzle stuff changes and stuff like that, just uh, to kind of keep the flow of the game going, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, here we go. So, the game starts with Mira at home texting BK. They both work at the same donut shop, and uh, they're just talking about that Mira needs to come into work. And uh, as they're texting, Mira's sitting on her bed, 
and she's feeding her dog bread. Um, so I, I don't know. I laughed maybe like three minutes into this game because it was really silly. She's just sitting on her bed with her dog in her lap, just feeding him slices of bread. <laughs> Super funny. Um, and also of note is Mira is the only person in this game. The rest of the characters in this game are animals or even like um, inanimate objects, I guess. So like it, it almost, it, it's weird because it's not, or it, it's interesting in that it's not notable that she's a person in their animals or anything like that. Um, it just kind of is. And and same thing for the animals. Uh, it's It's like Night in the Woods, I guess, where it's like, animals who act like people sort of deal so like bk is a raccoon and he talks and you know plays with gadgets and stuff and works at a donut shop it's not strange um later on you meet characters who are named salt and pepper so um, they're shakers um but again it's not anything different it's like yep they're the salt shakers that's fine he's a raccoon she's a person whatever that that that's just kind of how it is so uh yeah interesting um piece to it so she's feeding her dog bread <laughs> um, and seems complaining that someone's been honking a lot outside you go outside and you play as a small hole and you start swallowing up things around and you end up swallowing the person who was honking their horn and what this does is in this you get introduced to the primary mechanic of the game of course which is swallowing objects and as you swallow objects the hole itself gets bigger and so an example of how this might start would be maybe you're out there, you swallow um, like blades of grass. The hole gets a little bigger, you end up swallowing like a parking cone, and then you could swallow maybe a rock that's a little bigger than that, uh, and then you swallow like a car, and then ultimately a house. It doesn't go that fast, but that's kind of your sequence. As you swallow all the smaller objects you can, as you get bigger, you'll be able to fit bigger objects into the hole, swallow them, and once you've swallowed everything uh, that you can on the map, then it's over and you move on to the next level. That's really the sequence that happens from here on. So after this, you pick up 99, 999 feet below the surface of Donut County, and Mira and BK are arguing. BK is mad because Mira destroyed his quad helicopter. And it's like, why would you do that to me? I'm innocent. And Mira says, I had to do it. It's the only way you would take anything seriously. Mira is mad at BK because as he's been delivering these donuts to people around town, what they're doing is they're swallowing everything. That's got them in the predicament they're in. And BK, on the other hand, is not taking ownership of any of this. He's kind of blame shifting. Like He's like, well... Uh, it wasn't my fault, like, they ordered a donut, or this person kind of sucks. Isn't it good that they're in a hole with us? Like, uh, all, all, all those kinds of things. So he's not really owning it, or he's trying to spin, shit, spin things as, like, a good thing. He's like, well, that seems like a good thing. I got rid of the snakes, didn't I? So BK is not really owning it. Mira's frustrated with him. From here, um, you have what I would say is maybe 80% of the game, which is different townspeople telling you how they got into the hole so some townspeople's names um there's like potter helen uh salt and pepper who are brothers coyote who's a coyote 
And so each of them go and they tell you how they ended up inside the hole. And when they're telling their story, it you go back to the gameplay, you're where they were, you play the hole, and you swallow everything to get them down there. And again, I'm not going to go through all of these um, because... I don't, know, I don't think it would be that <laughs> that enjoyable <laughs> to, to hear that. Uh, so instead, I am just going to highlight things when they change and that a new mechanic would get introduced or anything like that. So in one of them, you get water introduced as a feature. And so what would happen when you swallow water is it doesn't just fall to the ground. So typically when you swallow things, it's just once it's in the hole, it's gone. But water, the hole actually fills up. And so... In this one, you have like a small stream, and so you swallow the water, and then you go to a bird who dips its head down and drinks all the water. Then you could go get, swallow more things, get more water, and do that until all the water is gone. Uh, so kind of a new mechanic uh, that gets introduced there with water. That's pretty interesting. A little while later, after this, you go to Cat Soup, which is a restaurant that makes soup that's um, known for not being very good. And in this, you end up mixing water, salt, and pepper for a soup, and then you have the uh, the bird drink it that way, uh, and it drinks that. Once you feed uh, the bird all the water, you can swallow the bird, too, on its perch. So that that's kind of how that will work with them, and uh, I don't know, it's clear when there are ones where birds will swallow water. So that was kind of a new mechanic to your puzzle that gets introduced. A little while later, you get the story of another townsperson who lives in this abandoned house that's creepy and in the abandoned house it's all dark except for a couple candles you end up swallowing the candles and uh, see a refrigerator and when you open it there's a flashlight and so you use that and you'll have like a beam of light as you go around the room swallowing things but this one introduces these scary red masks and if you run into a scary red mask that is bigger than you are so you can't swallow it, you get kind of a horror scream, a like, ah, kind of thing, and it resets the game and it sends you back to, or it resets the level, it sends you back to the refrigerator, and you have to get another battery and go around swallowing things. So what you find out in this one is you need to swallow enough things that you're bigger than the red mask before you try to swallow it, then it can't scare you and uh, do that. So it makes you be a little more selective as to how you swallow things so you don't get the quick restart. But also it's in the dark, so it's uh, a little creepy, which is cool. After you do this, you head to Raccoon Lagoon, which is uh, basically a like six flags for the raccoons. <laughs> and while you're there, you have a new water mechanic where you swallow water um, but instead of having the bird drink it, you actually shoot the water up um, to have things happen. So there's one where there's a water ride where you push like a um, like a roller coaster type thing, almost like a minecart type deal. And you push it up a ramp by shooting water up it enough. And then when it comes around, then you're able to swallow it once it goes around the track. But you have to use water to kind of move it through... Uh, the, the track. So that, that's a pretty interesting one. You also use water here to spin a ferris wheel around enough to knock it over to be able to ultimately swallow that. So again, uh, a different mechanic kind of using something you learned before, but then altering it a little bit to uh, suit a new use.
basically. So you do that. After this, you are looking for Pup, who I believe is one of the townspeople down there with you's kid. I'm not 100%, but pretty sure that's who Pup is. Pup um, has so far evaded getting swallowed um, by all the donuts around Donut County because he's been in a hot air balloon. And being in the hot air balloon, he's been able to avoid falling in the hole. So what you end up having to do to get him is you end up weighing the hot air balloon enough that you can swallow it down into the hole. You need the hot air balloon because you're hoping that that can be your way out. So if we can get Pup in the hot air balloon, then we can all get out with the hot air balloon later. So that's kind of your ploy here. You get the hot air balloon and you head to Raccoon Headquarters. Because if you go there, you will be able to talk to the Trash King. And the Trash King can reverse this and get everyone back up to the surface like they want to be. That's kind of your hope. You go there and um, you text the, rac the the raccoon king, trash king, and he doesn't care. He he kind of dismisses BK and is kind of like, why are you texting me a new phone who this kind of thing? And so we're like, all right, fine. If he's not going to give us what we want when we ask him, we're just going to cause a ruckus and he'll give us what we want at that point. So inside of raccoon headquarters we go and destroy their labs so they've got labs where they're studying studying people's trash to kind of see what people are like i guess and um seemingly probably more ways to get more trash because they're raccoons and they love trash so you go kind of wreak havoc on the labs enough swallow enough things that trash king is like fine you've got my attention like come into my office i'll deal with you and so Trash King is trying to convince you to let him keep all the trash and is offering BK positions, kind of like, well, you could be assistant to the regional manager of Trash of Donut County, like that kind of attitude. Like, I'll give you some perks, I'll give you health insurance, some <laughs> stuff like this. Uh, and so BK seems to be mulling it over, but is ultimately like, no. Uh, these people are my friends. You're just hoarding trash at this point. It's not it's not about um, livelihood or just needing your piece of trash to like survive. Instead, you're exploiting people and you're taking more than you deserve. So I, uh, I don't want this. I'm not with you. And so then you get the boss fight. And the boss fight is you on the ground as a whole, of course. And the Trash King has a quadcopter. And the quadcopter is going around and dropping bombs on you. So what you need to do is swallow a bomb and then shoot it back up at the helicopter and have it explode on it. So this uh, sequence can be challenging. So the, the quadcopter drops bombs and there's like one that's smaller that you could actually swallow with the hole and shoot back up. But then the rest of them are just kind of bigger. So it starts off that way. It's a little chaotic, but you can dodge them. However, as the boss battle goes on, concrete kind of walls show up every round in different patterns. And so then you have to kind of escape the bombs being dropped on you. And also it has a uh, like a concrete beam. It like shoots at you also. And if that happens, your hole gets filled with concrete and you can't catch a bomb for that round. So you're you're you lose kind of an offensive possession, so to speak. 
And so you're trying to escape from it in uh, sort of your maze of sorts. Uh, but ultimately, if you shoot, I think, three bombs at the helicopter, at the quadcopter, then boom, you win. Trash King is defeated. When you defeat Trash King, uh, this gets you access to a giant catapult, which you take back to back with you under Donut County, and you shoot everyone back up to Donut County. Everyone's lives are able to resume as normal because them and all their trash are back on the surface. The game ends with you um, in a first-person view piloting the quadcopter and you can fly over all of Donut County and kind of enjoy its restoration. Finish. Alright, so that is the game. Now I wanted to move into a little bit of general thoughts on the game that I had. Uh, the first thing is that I played this uh, on Saturday afternoon. I just used my afternoon. I think it was maybe two or three hours in total. And I just played it in like hour and a half segments. I think I played it for an hour and a half, did something for a few hours and came back and played the rest of the game. And it was absolutely perfect for this. Um, on Saturday, I was kind of struggling looking for a game to play. I had stuff, but I w there wasn't something that I was like, oh, I definitely want to do this or I definitely want to do that kind of thing. And so I, I turned this on and like six minutes, like, you know, five minutes in, I was like, yep, this is it. This is what I want to play. Um, it was fun. It was really good for just a nice, I played this in an afternoon or, you know, play it in an evening kind of thing. Just a fun little thing. So that's one thing. I think it's perfect for that. Um, another thing is that I don't typically like puzzles in games. Um, I'm not very good at puzzles, typically. Uh, I don't really like them. Um, I'm not very good at them, either. So I'm uh, prone to looking up solutions uh, if I don't get it for long enough. Like, uh, struggling through a puzzle is not fun to me at all. So like when I play the Uncharted games, if I don't get it after a few minutes, I just usually look them up because... I'm like, I don't want to uh, spend a lot of energy or time on a part of the game that I don't enjoy. So, uh, yeah, puzzles, not typically my thing, but I really enjoyed them in this. I thought it was fun. Uh, they were definitely easy puzzles, or easy to me at least. Um, and so I could kind of figure it out um, pretty intuitively. I think I looked up one or two puzzles as to how to solve them because I'd gotten stuck. And I was like, okay, I think I've exhausted everything I know how to do. I'm not sure what to do next. So I, I still ended up looking up some stuff, but for the most part, I didn't. Uh, and I think by the time I did look anything up, it was near the end of the game, for sure. I think maybe it was in the, the, the candle in the dark, because I wasn't sure how, like, what to do regarding, like, I didn't understand the fridge would open, so I was a little confused there. But, yeah, otherwise, though, it was pretty flowed, and I had a lot of fun with it. I thought solving the puzzles was fun. I liked being like, oh, if I swallow this, then I'll swallow this other thing and um, be big enough. So I, I thought that was really good. I, I really enjoyed that. And, yeah, I, I thought this was just a pretty fun, nice little game. Yeah, for an afternoon kind of thing. And last thing is, I think this probably affirms or creates the rule 
that if Annapurna Interactive publishes a game, then it's probably a good game and it should be played. I didn't um, realize until this that I'd played so many of the games that they've published. Um, I, you know, I'd already played Florence or Gone Home or Edith Finch and enjoyed them. And some of them I played them before they, you know, transferred them to other platforms. I think they also took Journey to other platforms. So it was like, oh, I've played a lot of these games that they've helped move. So at this point, uh, if Annapurna Interactive publishes it, I'm probably going to look into it because chances are I'll like it. Um, even if it's not like this being a sort of puzzle, this being a puzzle game. Yeah, I don't know if it would normally fit what I like, but it totally did. So, yeah, going to keep my eye on them um, for more of their games to play. I think that on their Wikipedia, there might have been like 20 games listed. I think some were ones that were going to come out this year, but there were a slew of older ones, too, that I think they probably got to Switch or got to consoles or different things like that. So, uh, yeah, definitely going to be something I look into. Okay, so moving on lastly to some listener feedback. Uh, first up, we've got Guiltless Gaming on Twitter, who says, I enjoyed it a lot. It's very quirky and charming. An easy, silly playthrough. And I fully agree with this. This is a great assessment. Um, I, I thought, too, that it was pretty quirky. It's charming and it's silly. Uh, this was totally like the perfect game for me to be playing this weekend. I think it was exactly what I wanted. And this might be the first game that I've played in a while, maybe ever, that I would describe as silly, is just how it felt. It felt silly playing it. Like the, the dialogue between the characters is silly. It's fun. It's, um, it's lighthearted. Not, like it's lighthearted, all of that. Like you're just swallowing stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty funny. And uh, that's super nice. Like. After Party was funny, but I don't know that I would call it silly exactly. This this kind of goes the other way. After Party was like the most comedic game I could think of, and this is definitely funny in a different manner. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool. I, I like that. And I guess, too, typically the games I play are um, darker or more tragic stories or quote-unquote deeper stories. I think that's probably what tends to end up on the podcast, but this still very much had a story. Um, but it was just a fun, little silly one. I guess um, Unfinished Swan, that was pretty silly. It had some more serious moments, but that was pretty silly. And this, this uh, I think, has some of that. And it makes sense that Ben Esposito worked on both of them. So that, that kind of fits. Cito on Twitter says, I streamed my first playthrough of it last week. It's really fun and quirky, and I love the music. Yeah, again, agree with the fun and quirky, and I agree, the music was uh, good. It, it really fit the game. I thought it was fun, just kind of the, the music they had that kind of rolled with it. Uh, it fit nicely and made for a fun time. Controller Disconnected Podcast said, I loved it a lot. I completed it 100% in like three hours or so, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think that's great. I think that this game is like... That, that's a good description of, like, you could do everything in a short amount of time, but it's it's a fun time. Um, and I think if you wanted to 100%, uh, it, you could go back and have more fun playing some more levels or 
that kind of thing if you want to go back for more. Uh, Majai on Twitter said it was a fun quick play but not something I'd play repeatedly. I finished it within two hours. And I, I, I could I agree with that. I don't think this is something that would probably be a play again and again type. Um, but might be I want to play this level again or you know I haven't played it for a year and maybe I'd pick it back up and have fun with it again if I wanted. Uh, Dab Manny on Twitter said I loved it, so that's great. And then lastly, uh, Brendan on Twitter said it's a good short game to relax to and it's really funny. Yeah, uh, I, I think the relaxing part is another good point in this. Um, you know, not all the games that I play <laughs> are relaxing. Uh, usually they have kind of more tense moments. This one is super relaxing and um, it's nice to just kind of enjoy and mess around with and, uh, you know, swallow everyone's trash. <laughs> yeah, it's a good little silly thing. All right, well, I guess that wraps today's episode. So if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do that on Twitter at StoryEverPod. You could go to our website, thegreateststoryeverplayed.com, to get a back catalog of all of our episodes, including um, some of the ones I mentioned off top, like Edith Finch and Gone Home and Unfinished Swan. That's all there. If you'd like to support the podcast uh, by getting the word out there, that would be huge. That would be a giant help if you'd want to just share it with your friends, or you could go on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and rate and review us. Um, hopefully bringing more people together who love uh, the kind of games that we do. Um, that would be awesome. If you'd like to financially support the, uh, the podcast, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash the greatest story ever played. And for as little as a dollar per month, that will give you access to a back um, catalog of kind of bonus episodes that we've done that are topical in nature. So um, things like what are our favorite Pokemon or our favorite characters in video games. Stuff like that is on there. So if that interests you, go check that out. And uh, yeah, I guess that wraps it up and we'll see you next time.